and welcome to Speak Your Mind, the podcast with Carla Pava. Today we will be speaking with special guest, Dr. Amita Josie Modanchera Aka Abiti. She will be sharing her story with us. Welcome, Amita. Tell us your story and how it started. Thank you very much, Carla, for having me on your podcast. Uh, it's such inspirational stories you share. So I'm grateful for this opportunity to share my story and hopefully inspire some of our listeners out here. Uh, so yes, uh, I know it's interesting. I have two names. So let me start off with how I was born as Amika. Uh, and I was born in Doha, Qatar. That's a country in the Arabian Gulf. I grew up in a South Asian household, a conservative, orthodox, Christian, South Asian household. Um, and I spent a lot of my uh, early years there going to school. Uh, growing up uh, in a South Asian family, which I think a lot of uh, different cultures, I think all of us can relate to is, um, there is some values, principles that your parents instill upon you and you kind of go with the flow and that's what I did and the focus was really on academics and uh, for me it was just go with the flow this is what you know my parents did this is what my parents have told me my teachers have told me so I just kept focusing on academics and uh, when I was growing up one of my inspirations for what I would probably want to do in life was my maternal aunt, uh, she's a female, she's a South Asian, and then she's a doctor. So she she is, um, you know, uh, she is a community leader out there and that kind of inspired me. So I thought probably medicine is a great way to uh, maybe focus my academics. Plus I was good in the sciences, so that helped. Plus my parents uh, were like, you know, pushing towards focus on your academics and don't give time to anything else. I did have a interest in the arts, especially with singing and dancing back then, but it was kind of discouraged to look at it beyond the hobby. So I didn't make much of it and just kept focusing on academics. Um, I see. Yeah, so I, it, it, it kept going and I just kept on going with the flow. Then we eventually moved to Canada, first to Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, we moved on an immigrant business visa. In those days, there was a lot of push towards going into Eastern Canada for development for people who were coming into the country. So in Halifax, Nova Scotia, I did uh, the last years of my high school and also the first three years of undergrad university at Dalhousie University in the Bachelor of Science. How there, um... Sorry, how old were you when you came to Canada? I was around 15, 16. So yeah, uh, you know, in in, in my teen years. Okay, your teen years. Yeah. And how was that transition? You know, um, did you know English uh, when you came to Canada, knowing that it's a new country, new opportunities? Like, were you aware of that? Or how was that transition? So uh, in... Doha, Qatar, I went to the CBSC system where English was the primary language. So fortunately, okay. when I moved to Canada, English was not an issue. Yes, there was a little bit of the accent issue. And so getting used to the kind of 
uh, you know culture that's here um the transition fortunately for me was not too bad because when i moved here uh my maternal cousin one of my uh, maternal aunt and her family had moved and i had cousins around my age group and uh, fortunately also in the school i went to there were a lot of people who had actually been in the same situation moved from the arabian gulf so i fortunately had a group of people that i could relate to who was going through the same transition process and it was not too bad for me i do have to mention i know it's not the same case for everybody uh for example yeah. my yeah my sister my younger sister it that was not the case for her she actually witnessed a lot of bullying and mm-hmm. also uh, racism related events through her school and i remember okay. so for her it was different and she did go through a traumatic phase when she had come and we had to switch her to a private all girls school a catholic private all girls school uh but okay. she had uh, faced a lot of um, you know trouble transitioning in the public school system so i think yeah i have not it's not an easy transition for everybody but i think fortunately because i had this cohort that was similar um i kind of maybe lucked out that the transition was smoother it's not that i didn't face issues but um i was able to get over it sooner because i had this a uh, familiar cohort that i could hang out with and also share stories similar so it easily dissipated for me whereas on on the other hand for my sister it didn't so we had to actually switch schools for her so oh um, i see yeah so the culture wise also again it was not a big shock i had like a, a slower transition again just because of the fact there was a lot of circles that had the fam- familiar and the similar uh, you know um similar events that they went through that i did so it was a bit more smoother for me and i was also fortunate when we moved uh, my mom she's a homemaker so when we moved uh, she spent i spent most of the time with her too so that also made it easy my dad remained back in the arabian gulf so for a few years it was my mom my sister and myself together the three girls <laughs> i would say <laughs> uh, and so uh, yeah uh, not too bad of a, a transition for me um, i think my difficulties came later on when i started to come into my own and realized what i really wanted in life then probably i started to realize the struggles and also okay. yeah and uh, there was a lot of childhood um, you know events that i it didn't really click that it was traumatic till a little bit later on in life because i just kept going with the flow like um, it was just okay don't think too much about it okay focus on academics uh, don't uh, do much else okay your parents are moving to canada just go with that or oh, you have arrived in canada just continue with the academics you have a focus go towards medicine so i think i just kept going on one track mind right so yeah, yeah. i think also i think also is the fact that you know when we're growing we're not thinking about the trauma and the impacts um that we have within ourselves and i find it's very interesting when you grow and you become an adult that's when you start understanding why are certain things happening in your life or why you feel in a certain way right it's like discovery yes, yes absolutely i totally agree carla sometimes yeah until you 
open up uh, you know uh, and connect with yourself it's all superficial so then you don't make much of it but once you uh, once you become uh, aware of your surroundings and aware of yourself that's when you start to realize you know what uh, kind of impact um, the growing up has had for you um and that's what happened for me i kept going with the flow so i finished the bsc uh, in science in dalhousie and then applied for med school uh, out of all the schools i got into the university of toronto so we moved here again i just kept going with the flow i did my uh, medical degree md went into family medicine and low risk obstetrics again going with the flow and then started practicing when i started practicing um then i think i started to grow up a bit more like actually grow up in the sense um you know consulting with patients taking care of them started to see similarities in you know some of the stories my patients ta- uh, shared with me and also the overwhelming amount of work and uh, as a physician you know it it is a responsibility to, to be taking care of someone else i I I think I was almost like a workaholic because that's all I would do it was a 24/7 kind of work for me even though yes office I was maybe just you know 9 to 5 or 9 to 9 whatever the shift was even after work I was carrying a pager 24/7 uh because okay. I would I do I used to do obstetrics as well so delivering babies so Oh uh, that's awesome. Yeah so babies come at any time as you know Carla so it's not <laughs> yeah, I know. that. So even sometimes some, there were days like I wouldn't go home for like two three days because I would be going to work and then um you know one of my patients would go into labor so then I'll go to the hospital and then I'm there overnight then go back to work. So this was kind of the story of my life work home work home and sometimes work 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 and staying at the hospital. and i think i started to burn out because that's all i was doing and uh, i got into a cycle of you know uh, feeling uh, depressed and overeating i was obese um and everything started to crash down mentally for me and then okay. yeah i think that's when i started to reflect all over the years you know and you know trying to get help talking to people um and that's when i realized maybe there was a lot in me that i had not gone after it was all about following uh, like i was saying go with the flow but you're kind of following somebody else's expectations you know try to be the good daughter try to be the good um you know a uh, family member try to be the good friend uh but i was not really listening to myself even as a physician try to be the you know perfect physician who can fix the problems uh but if i was feeling like i wanted to do something put it aside because uh, somebody else's problem was would be of more importance so yeah i i over a span into the first 5 years of my practice is when i started to like really burn out and um even my colleagues started to notice around me my energy levels going down Uh, I can even even probably my patients may speak for it they started to see the change in my behavior like so one day I even uh, walked into work and I started crying you know okay. I was going through that phase where anything at you know the drop of a pen I would like cry. sensitive yeah sensitive for every yeah. little thing yeah yeah so and even my uh, you know getting very irritable small things I get angry at and 
then yeah. as a physician i was like what are you doing amita right so uh, you know this you're going through a phase of depression and what is it you need to tackle it because you tell your patients uh, you know this is what you need to do you know go get help talk to someone maybe you need to be on medications whatever it may be and i was not actually practicing what i was preaching same thing with yeah. my physical health it was going downhill i was obese i was having uh physical issues like back pains you know uh and i'm not listening to what i tell my patients you know you need to eat healthy you need to exercise so the day i walked into the clinic and i was crying my colleague like you know what amita go home you know cancel your shift just go home take a break and that's when the whole thought process kind of started uh, i don't know what i'm doing like uh, what is happening and that same around the same time my mom also got bedridden with a physical condition which later on it was diagnosed as something genetic but when i saw that also scared me i'm like wait a minute uh, this is the same family i could have her same genetics i really need to do something about both my physical and mental health so okay. then then i started to it was like a uh, the decision kind of came overnight but the process has taken you know years and it's still going on to try and get to where i want to be with my physical and mental health and i think i'm getting closer to where i want to be but once the process started it was about uh, first of all cutting down my hours and changing my scope of practice because without that i wouldn't have time to take care of myself so that's when i decided okay i'm going to give up a uh, full on family practice to do uh, more episodic care where i am going to transfer my full on patients to some uh, physician who can take care of them so i started to explain to patients and i'm so grateful for my patients being so understanding because they understood too because they had seen the changes in me so um i slowly started i also started to look into other options at that time actually the arts didn't cross my mind because i had put it away for so long back in arabian gulf i was pursuing a little bit of the singing and dancing getting some training but then it stopped because i couldn't take it beyond hobby as per my parents right like just don't do it beyond hobby don't go for like the performances and so forth so i not thought about it when i burnt out all i thought about is okay i'm burnt out i need to do something different so then i decided okay i medicine is what i've done for years that's all i've studied so why don't i do like an mba and try to maybe go into management maybe i can do that like a non clinical doctor so i started that on the side for online uh, learning and okay. on, and on one side i started to focus on my health which started with first of all my physical health so i started to eat healthier um I started to exercise like I never hit the gym ever before in my life because I had such a bad uh, view of my body like a uh, very low self esteem so I just started like walking like um, running and over like a span of 3 to 6 months suddenly things changed uh, started to change physically because my weight started to come down and that in turn boosted my mental health because along the way i was also talking to people talking to colleagues and trying to figure out so slowly things started to change physical health started to improve um patients started noticing my mood was better um so i knew i was on the right track so then once that i got the mental health boost i kept going i'm like this feels so good physically and mentally and one thing led to another and i can say kala like when you become positive 
you i believe in spirituality or the universe having your back because then all of a sudden a lot of uh things started to open up for me so once my physical health started to improve i got the confidence to actually go back into the arts i suddenly started to um you know get uh that thirst for doing my dance again because now i have a better uh esteem so I went to yeah. the dance classes and in the beginning it was just as a stress buster I'm like this feels good my weight is coming down I feel happy my endorphins are releasing but I didn't stop there because it felt so good uh, and I kept going and then after months I went from the back of the dance class to the front and then opportunities started to open up the mentors I've had uh, first through dancing I'm so grateful for them from dance I um I got an opportunity to uh you know uh, audition for a TV show I didn't even know what I was auditioning for and lo and behold it was like a national television show that now I host I'm grateful for all uh, the mentors that you know got me there through there I got some acting opportunities so I've done short film projects and then I got emceeing opportunities and then I started to host events and then uh finally You know singing has always been my first passion but I, I, with any kind of you know uh, uh profession you do need training uh so that you can get to a level that is um desirable as a profession so singing I started training in the background especially because I started later on in life it took me a long time to get to a spot where i did feel comfortable to start you know performing in the public so i kind of did that simultaneously so when i get to, got to a point okay now that is this is after years again didn't happen overnight after years finally said okay i feel like i've trained and i i feel like comfortable enough to start performing and then again opportunity came by a, a good um band uh, i called uh, saad arif tasif he's my mentor that band yeah. came by and uh then i started singing and once i started singing over time i realized i think that's what i want my primary artistic avatar to be the singer but also have all the other experiences i've had over the years which have led me to the singing to back me my singer like me as a musician has that back of a being a dancer a host and actor but singing is where i want to be primary with my artistic avatar because i find now with all the experiences i've had in my life and i can probably use my story to hopefully empower others to empower themselves and i find with the singing that helps because i do a bit of songwriting but i'm still kind of developing as an artist but that is my long story color where i started as uh, as an individual who was pretty much going with the flow expectations uh physician first burnt out found the artist in me and now i love being a physician again now that i've a more of a physical and mental balance where i can combine both being a physician and artist both in moderation to a point where hopefully i can empower others to empower themselves for sure i think i think you empower everybody um every day uh if it's within your um you know physician 
um, career or your artistic career, um, the the beauty of it is that regardless what it is in your life, you went with the flow. And it seems to be even for your dancing, you went with the flow. You didn't know where the universe would lead you, but then it led you to all these beautiful opportunities where presently it's like you love what you do, right? Yes, absolutely. I totally believe in that uh, sentence you said, Carla, the universe, you know, the, uh, the universe will have your back. It, but I mean, you have to make that effort. So uh, I think initially I wasn't making the effort. So the universe was also closed. I mean, because I was just going with the flow, but not really listening to my heart. So uh, I always believe that uh, universe is one word for it. I I'm a spiritual person, so I I say God, uh, like uh, it's my number one anchor in life because it has gotten me through the darkest days, including all the people who have supported me over the years. But uh, I find, yeah, number one anchor is God or people want to say universe or people may say inner voice, whatever it may be. That connection is very important, I I believe. Yeah, that's right. And also um, I find that Um, you know, we may have a plan for ourselves, but God has a bigger plan than ours, right? hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, obviously in your artistic career, uh, did you face any uh, barriers where, because of your background and because of your, um, you know, where you come from and your culture, uh, was it easy to like to face that or uh, did you have any bumps in the road where you felt like you know what I know people will criticize or will look at me different were you like afraid of those things or share with us a little bit yeah 100% uh, it was not an easy road but uh, I'll, I'm grateful because of the support I was able to, you know, get over the bumps over time. Uh, first of all, uh, yes, the cultural aspect may have been a hurdle in mainstream opportunities, but fortunately, with my uh, all the all the different avatars that I have explored, I've been part of South Asian groups that do take it to the mainstream. So I'm grateful for all the groups that I've been part of. Uh, they've, they had that South Asian touch, which is where my background is. And then I could move on and also get the extra training in the Western aspects. So, uh, so that's one thing. Uh, uh, the hurdles were a bit easier to get over because of the support. Second thing, yes, I have come across as they call bad apples which is in every industry especially especially as a yeah i like that bad apples (laughs) yeah it's there in every industry unfortunately and yeah the entertainment industry is the same and also especially as a female when you're trying to make it as a solo artist like so now with the groups yes you have that support system when i started to branch it and try to be more of a solo artist yes there was a hurdles not not just on the mainstream just because it's also my south asian accent this uh, the way i present things in a south asian culture but it's also because i'm a female it also happened in a south asian uh, culture uh, and that's kind of sad in the industry especially when females are trying to you know make it on their own and i think sometimes 
us females, we are enemies. We are the worst enemies of each other uh, because sometimes you, I found, uh, you know, you you try to help your other female, uh, you know, uh, counterpart or colleague, but then they may be acting against you or not supporting you. So that also happens. That has happened. And also as a female, sometimes getting projects means you do you have to do people favors and I mean in a bad way. And I am fortunate that I've had the education that I, I have respect for myself and you know, uh, I respect myself, my body that I could say no to such projects and it's it's bad it's actually sometimes some of them were big names too and i was quite surprised we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back hello have you heard about the abrigin handcrafts panama hats well let me tell you they provide a various styles for all occasions and presently they have a new summer collection so check out Abrigin Handcrafts Panama Hats at abridginhats.com or you can contact them at 647-303-4872 story and i feel as artists or even within those careers of being out there um i feel that it's very important that you have self-respect and you have a certain um line that you know you do not want to cross exactly right yeah for uh, unfortunately i think for some of uh, the younger upcoming uh, female artists sometimes if they don't have the right guidance or the right support system sometimes yeah falling into the trap is unfortunate uh, so yeah for listeners out there you know respect yourself and believe in yourself it might be a struggle but you will get where you want to be eventually uh, but you know know what is right for you and unfortunately there are predators out there and who probably give the entertainment industry a bad name but it's not all like that if you if you work on your talent you will have ample opportunity you know with the right people yeah i i agree with that it's so true because i mean um the problem is they get influenced because you know it's who you have around you and so funny because as you grow it it's part of like who you have in your circle will influence you to reach where you want to be right yes and then 100%. you have to pick and choose <laughs> you have to pick and choose who you want and understand oh is this good is this healthy for me or not right yes 100% and since we are talking about that i mean for me it has been a great great blessing to have connected with uh, you know her uh, you know the super talented professor musician Jennifer Cortez I mean I I she is amazing and I'm so blessed to have connected with her she is the first 
female artist colleague that uh, I have, you know, connected with who really supports other artists. So it uh, like I was saying, I've come across where, you know, artists are not supporting each other or, you know, trying to get the better of you. She taught me how you can even grow as an artist and support your other artist friends and how you can grow together. And I think that's how it should be. And that's where you said about having that circle. You know, you pick and choose. And then if you're in the right circle, you will grow the right way without uh, any, any regrets or having to compromise your you know, self-respect or dignity. Yeah, I, I've seen some of your work and um, I remember when the both of you came out with all these different things and um, I thought it was extremely like powerful because it was like two different background cultures coming together, you know, you guys speak different languages, but then, you know, um, like I thought it was amazing. I really loved it because it was like, it, it really shows that it's not about you know, competing with one another, but yet bringing that love and care and united, we can be bigger and stronger, right? 100%. Yeah, there's so much beautiful art out in the world. I mean, uh, it's collaboration makes it so much more richer, as long as you know, you help each other support each other and help each other grow. And that's why you don't have to be with the wrong people, even though they are the, uh, you know, the big, you know, big uh, people of the industry. You can be within your circles and grow and get noticed. So that's what yeah. I, yeah, I totally believe in that. Know your circle, just like you say, Carla. Yeah, and um, also now, nowadays, uh, what are any projects that? you're working on um if you want to talk about it um like what's new that you're trying to work on or what's going on in your life so uh over the last year for all of us the pandemic has changed cool goals for all of us so over the last year um i found you know the lack of live events was a little bit, it took a little bit of a toll on my mental health, but at the same time, it also helped me refine my vision as an artist. So I have decided now over the experience from the last year to focus a little bit more on production and put out more original music. So I'm taking a short break from live events and trying to, you know, release songs which are truer to my brand, which I was mentioning, it is about empowering others to empower themselves. So I had started a EP called Bliss over the past okay. year. So I have already released three songs in it. Um, and the EP Bliss is, has songs which have the messages about how you can find true bliss. How do you, what is the path to true happiness? And again, I'm bringing out, bringing out the experiences from my own life. The first track called Summer Trance is about finding bliss by looking outside. Like, you know, a beautiful day like today, uh, if you feel, uh, you know, down uh, because of life stresses, look outside and embrace that kind of energy outside and lift yourself up. My second song was uh, a Hindi. So this is South Asian language. So it was mixed of Hindi and English. It was about finding bliss in your soul partner. Those who believe in a soulmate, you can find bliss there. My third yeah. track, yeah. 
And my third track is about finding the true happiness within. It's called I. So that's where I have, you know, that's all the songs I've done so far. And now my goal is to finish that. So I have been working with uh, producers on finishing my EP. There's a couple more songs. And I'm also uh, looking to do more collaborative projects. So everything is in the works. So right okay. now I'm not, yes, not right now I'm not mm-hmm. able to actually say the final, but in the next couple of months, you know, our listeners can expect uh, tracks to be out. New stuff. A new stuff coming out. And yeah, yeah they can always find uh, updates on my social media handles. So I am Dr. Amita, the a physician whose artistic name is Abiti, as you were mentioning, Kala. So my our listeners can find, uh, you know, find me on Facebook, Spotify, YouTube under Abiti, A-B-H-I-T-H-I. And they can also find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter as the real Abiti because Abiti was taken. So it's at yeah. the real Abiti. What um in like what keeps you inspired and in that positive circle of mind to keep you know, working on the great work that you do, on the music that you do? So, first of all, it is about the feedback that I get. Number one is my own feedback. I do daily self-affirmations. So, when I talk to myself and feel good about the way I mentally feel and physically feel I know I have woken up to a day where I've done something good and that's about uh, talking to myself talking to God so that's definitely my number one anchor that keeps me going the second is the feedback I get from my support group uh, which includes my friends and now my family is also supportive initially they weren't but now they are also supportive and also it's it's very Encouraging to see some of my patients also get inspired by my work and bringing about changes in their life. So I think those are the two main things, uh, you know, the uh, my connection with God that keeps me positive and also the feedback that I get. So it's easier to put away the negative thoughts, which is, you know, which still happens because we are all humans. Yeah, Nothing is perfect, right? So yeah, we're all humans, that's for sure. Yeah. We all have that little thing that twinkles here and there and then you get into that and plus i find as human as like woman uh, ourselves we have so many hormones within ourselves and as we age i find we become more sensitive and 100 percent yes (laughs) i totally agree yeah it yeah so i'm just saying it will still happen like there won't be perfect days but it's about how quickly you can come out of it so as opposed to if you uh, talk to me Kala, when i was in my teens where i would be maybe having like two three you know uh, days or later on in life i think it was like two three weeks of feeling down and crying now if i feel low i can you know bounce back quicker because there are these anchors i can go to 
and uh, on the side though i also have my very my four legged baby boy he keeps me grounded too my dog jake he also keeps me grounded too so these are some of the things that keep me grounded and keeping positive which pushes me to stay creative and uh, again uh, do my songs or projects that i want to do uh, i again with that goal in mind i'm not just doing it for entertainment which i still love i love to do just entertainment projects but now i think i have that goal with any of my original work i really want to push forth the message and uh, um if if i could i'll just sing a few lines from i because hopefully listeners can understand what i mean by trying to put out a message through my songs amazing yeah. i love so, that So I'm going to so, just sing a few lines for our listeners if that's good. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. So our dear listeners, uh you know, I'm I'm so happy you're listening today and I hope you can follow me and get inspired by some of my songs. This was the last release on my EP and this is what I want all of you to tell yourselves. Complete and enough for my home. I'm my lifeline with my own throne who can make me happy only i so only you can make yourself happy yeah it's so true it's like um you know happiness a lot of people seek happiness um in their partners or other people or materialistic things but then they miss the point that in the happiness is within you and everything else is just a bonus to contribute to that happiness yes i 100% agree with that so it's first within you <laughs> yeah and um amita is there a special message you would like to share with our listeners so definitely i mean there's a lot of inspiration around you but number one believe in yourself and never quit yeah that's powerful that's powerful so um amita i would like to thank you for sharing your inspirational story with us today and for all the listeners out there a big thank you and keep tuning in for our next episode namaste namaste <laughs>